reflexes like a mongoose on amphetamines. Oh, oh, waving his Wilson wand. Super scintillating and sensational from Sosa. by FaceTime with my brother Nicholas. Nicholas, this is possibly our final podcast of the year. Oh no. I'll the, make of sure the, of it. Of Definitely the 2019 not. Season, no, no. The 2019 season. This could possibly be. No, I mean, no, this no. is the last thing we have to talk about other than like recapping the year as oh, a whole. Which definitely. I, which I'll bet we do, but I mean, we're done for tennis basically until January 1st. No, no, no. I'll never be done. There's a bunch of futures. We might start have to You're previewing not futures. futures. <laughs> You're not streaming futures, I can tell you that much. Alright, well, let's get right into recapping the Nito ATP Finals. Stefano Tsitsipas just took the title. He defeated Dominic Thiem in the final, 7-6 in the third set. What a match that was, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I thought taking this tournament as a whole, it was kind of a continuation of the trend we've seen in the last couple of years with the previous winners in 2017, Dimitrov, 2018, Zverev, mm-hmm. 2019, Tsitsipas. Both players, it's the bi- their biggest title of their career, obviously, they've not won Grand Slams. They've not been in the final of a Grand Slam as well. No, none of them. So, and for Tsitsipas, he had never even won a tournament above the 250 the level. 250 level, exactly. Um, He'd been in finals, though. Been in finals, yes. Finals of 1,500. Um, but I think when we're looking at this, and based off of everything that we've seen the last couple of years, it's like, okay, at the end of the year, the big three, as we'll refer to them, uh, Djokovic, Nadal, and Fed are losing steam. It's it's You, you see it... In the sense, like, they, Fed did not play his best tennis. Djokovic tennis definitely dropped in level as the week went on. And Nadal picked up his level in terms of competing, but his de- his te- best tennis was definitely not there. No, not um, And one of Zverev's quotes after the tournament where he's like, I think next year we're going to have our first new Grand Slam winner. Well, I'm not sure yet about that who knows but i think we're edging closer and closer and closer to seeing the old guys kind of phase out who are controlling the top and i think once they start to phase out they might call it um and the new guys kind of assuming that role because since boss is a gamer i've said this throughout the year he shows up in the big matches and plays well in the big big tournaments um Big matches, big matches. I mean, he's had he, he struggled this year, actually, in Grand Slams. Um, outside of the Australian Open and the French, both Wimbledon and U.S. Open, he bowed out in the first round. Um, and I think Zverev, as much as he's had a tough year, I did say, didn't I, that he'd be dangerous and he would be dangerous in indoor season just because how big he plays. Yeah, no, he was very dangerous. Um, and I think you're going to see... Leading into next year, based off of, off of what we've seen, that kind of, I don't know, blending. It's going to be a very interesting year next year. So you have your new crop, or not new crop, but you have you have a, 
a different generation of players who are establishing establishing themselves as that second rung. Yes, definitely. It's kind of solidified. You have Team, Zverev, Medvedev, Tsitsipas. And you can make the Medvedev case for a bunch being, of other guys. Is Medvedev the oldest of them? He might be. And Medvedev's well, the oldest. Team's of them. the oldest. Or no, Team's the oldest of them. But you have that rung. Those four guys who are. Yeah, team is a little bit older than them. Who are all in um, the top eight, yeah. And I think this year, you're going to see that that rung starts to mesh with that top rung with Fed, Joke Novak, and Nadal. Yeah. And Nadal. Well, um, and Berrettini's in that rung too, but I would say hold your poise. Not quite yet. I feel like it's almost like a second position because he had the end of the year, like, kind of jump up. Like, that was yeah, towards no, the end of the year. Um, so he can definitely solidify himself in that position next year. But that's that's what I gathered from the tournament as a whole, just seeing how the matchups worked. I don't know. What did you think? Well, I think in particular for Daniel Medvedev, coming off of after winning, reaching the six finals in a row, losing to Jeremy Chardy in the first, in his first match in Bercy, and then losing three matches, all three matches here um, at the O2. I think that's the best thing that could have happened for him leading into next season. I think he's not going into the offseason on a high. He's going to have to work extremely hard. He There's a lot of things a lot of problems in his game and a lot of tactical issues that came up. Stefano Stizipas played a great match. He basically played probably 90% of the balls to Medvedev's forehand and just held him in that corner, and it worked out very well. Medvedev then went on and almost beat Nadal. He went up 5-1, 30-40 in Nadal's serve and wasn't able to pull it out. But... I think Medvedev, the biggest thing for him is just to continue to work on his mentality. That's what got him to become top five in the world and reach the finals of Grand Slam. And I think that's going to push him even further. And losing his last four matches of the season, I think that's just shows how much more work has to be done for him. I mean, listen, for him next year, he can do a lot of damage beginning of the year because he does not have an insane amount of points to defend um so that's huge huge key for him i think and same with team and same with team going into specific matchups and same with sparev and and all those guys um i think going into specific matches in the group stage it's a little tougher before the tournament i thought team would be fed i didn't think team was going to beat novak one thing about team against Fed, team has real estate in Fed's head. He does. He's up there. He's dancing naked in his head because he's 5-2 against him. 5-2. and two. Not many people can hold that record who are of the younger generation. He's 5-2 and two against him now, 4-2 and two going into that match. His style of play is too much, I think, at this point. He hits too big. Fed cannot. You can. I don't care how good you are and how talented you are. When you're playing against someone like Dominic Team, and he's blasting a ball 90 miles an hour, and that thing has a ridiculous amount of weight behind it. You can't keep up. 
you know, it's it's very difficult. It's off of both wings. And he's stepping in. And he's stepping in. And he's not as far back. And heavier. His serve is even heavier. So it's hard to assume that control, especially when he has time and unwinds on the ball. And he has improved with taking the ball earlier and shortening up his swing earlier in the court and generating the same amount of power and weight behind it. So that was one. And his second match against Djokovic. Djokovic had him. Had him to the point, or like, was pushing him to the breaking point. I think with Djokovic, what you take away from this tournament is, alright, he still has a very high level. But these guys, like the teams, the Sitsis Passes, they have the, like, ingredients or whatever, they have the weapons to where they can overcome what Djokovic is willing to sustain again, or what Djokovic is willing to, like, persevere against them. I'm not finding the, the right word there. But Djokovic can withstand a certain amount, right? He There was a perfect point in the um, team match where he got ball after ball after ball back, where you're like, how is he getting it back? And then that last one where you're like, mm, team could miss this one, he rips it, and he rips it barely on the line. And Djokovic goes to his box with his head up like how is this guy doing this I think that match just shows how the the, the scales are slowly becoming more level like the, the difference in level and in crunch time situations it's becoming more even I mean Djokovic did go up what for love in the third set breaker which is something yeah. where like but team did play great points to get back. It wasn't like Djokovic just just took a nap and was like and, and, and relaxed. It wasn't completely. I mean, there were some uncharacteristic misses, especially in the Fed match. But I'm more focused on the new guys, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and team or Djokovic said that uh, Dominic played possibly the, his best match of his career in terms of level of play, and how he I just completely he took it to Djokovic. This, when you're thinking about it, and, and the level he was able to play, how are, how are some people able to beat him when he's playing? Like, no one's going to be able to beat him, because he's hitting the ball at a faster pace than you, he can take it on the rise, and he'll just bully you off the court by sheer pace and, like, strength. Yeah, and um, I think what's crazy is that this p- new partnership with Nicholas Masu, I believe that this year... Uh, Dominic Team has earned more points on hard courts than he has on clay for the first time. Right. So, I think that that's a big thing going into next year. Team, I would say, before Sitsis Pass, is not before Sitsis Pass. I think the final today could have gone either way. Either I disagree. Way. I disagree. I thought even Sissis Pass in the first set had control in the games, except until the tiebreaker, which team ran away with it. But throughout the entire first set, Sissis Pass was always the one pushing. Okay, listen. Sissis Pass outplayed him in the second set. The, the match could have gone either way. It could have. Anytime it's 7 6 in the third, I don't care who's dominating. Team didn't play his best tennis of the week. I thought. Sitsis Pass played not his I don't think he played his best have, not at all yes yeah I said that could have could have matched it because who did Sitsis Pass played a good match against Medvedev and a great match against Zverev is 3-2 and two. man I'm not like
like Zverev, like as much as it was on indoor hard, you could still see he's on eggshells. I mean, look, I mean, the first I mean, match that Zverev came out against the, Nadal, beating him 6-2, 6-4, I, I just was, was like a, flashback to last a, year, yeah, bombing was, 140s. Was, you, you failed to recognize that that match, as much as Zverev played well, is on Nadal's racket. It is. Nadal Not at all. forehand after forehand after forehand. Not he at had all. 11 unforced errors to one forehand winner at one point. If you flip that number, which is normally, or make it 9-4 or whatever it is, I guarantee you it's a closer match. And when it's a closer match, in that match, in the first set, and it's 4-all, and it's 30-all, and it's fair second serve... You know what's coming. It's a double fault because the confidence for Zverev has not been there this entire year. Zverev was comfortable in that match because Nadal gave him the unforced errors, which gave him the confidence to say, okay, I have the lead. Now I can loosen up and play a little bit. Yeah, but which like I did. think it was much and better. Even, no, yes. no, no. Because Nicholas, if, he, if it was a level that he had consistent or like had, you would have seen him dominate this week. If it was not for what Nadal did, because I guarantee you, if you if you take if you say okay, this guy just dominated. Look what Nadal single-handedly willed his way to beat Sitsipas, willed his way to beat Medvedev in tennis that he was he was not playing well this week. You know he played. I thought he played some really poor but tennis for his, his level and his match, standards. His worst match was. Against Vera, Sir, by completely far. by he far. Did not give him his, he did not give himself a chance in the match. No, because, because of his fighting spirit. Like he even said after the match, he wasn't ready so to fight and me. win that match can, and compete. You cannot tell me anything about Zverev, like saying Stefanos's win over Sitsis Pass. I'd say team was the most impressive, most impressive player this tournament. He did not win it. He played the best out of anyone this tournament. I think. Hands down. He is a tougher group for one. In terms of his first two matches. The Matteo Berrettini match, he's locked in. I, I think the urgency is less there. Same with Sitsipas playing Nadal at the end. He was locked in no matter what. Granted, there is motivation for him to play, but he's locked in and locked into um Yeah, and anytime you beat two of the big three in uh in any tournament, that's it's got to be exactly. up there. So do not argue the this rare thing about Sitsipas, all right? Sitsipas had a great weekend. He's, his game is coming together more, like, you, you see the certain I think he's, aspects. Yes. You see the certain aspects that he's missed at the beginning of the year. His serve has gotten bigger. He. I don't think it's necessarily the serve getting the bigger. Serve, the serve yes, becoming con- more look, controlled. Look, His toss isn't varying as much as you saw at oh the tail gosh, end of the clay court season. His toss. His MPHs on a serve, granted it is indoors, is up. He is consistently serving his first serve at a higher pace. And on top of that, he has become more and more willing to come to the net. His numbers at net, he always in like would come forward, but now the amount of times he is at the net is more than when you saw at the beginning of the year. It has generally progressed. He is coming forward more often. And I think that's a testament to being more balanced out of the serve. And the commentators were noting how balanced yes, and how I he agree, wasn't swaying out at the of it. Of, it wasn't at the as beginning of the year. I agree. 
like in the Australian Open, I remember watching him and being like, wow, he takes some interesting tosses. I'm not going to deny. That's part of what I'm saying. The serve has improved and his MPHs have gone up. That's in part because the toss is better. All right. Yes. But you cannot tell me this entire year you were studying Sitsipas' toss. No. Give me a break. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's quite You glaring. don't have that much time on your hands, Nicholas. Come All on. Right. Right, but I agree. His or someone, his serve is gotten a lot better. But what I think has not gotten better when you look back to his match against Fed Fed Goat um, in Australian Open at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, yep. he saved an inordinate amount of break points. And yep. what does he do in the Roger Federer match? Saves an inordinate amount of break points this time around too. Okay, he's clutch. He's clutch. Yeah, we've said he's a winner moments. all year long. He did not play a, a great match against Federer. What he did in that match, what he did really well, was on break points, he showed up, made that first serve, or played an aggressive second serve, and was right on that next ball. And never could let Federer kind of settle in to the break points. Find to get kind of... Yeah, no, he was always he was taking the, the issue. He was pushing the issue, and he's yes. taking advantage and being aggressive, asserting himself. And I think part of that was Fed was not able to assert himself in the match because of Sis's pause. Um, and part of that, Fed Fed's level is not that high either. He was not able to kind of manipulate. All, Except for that Djokovic that match. Of. Except for that Djokovic match. I thought that was very impressive what he did to Djokovic. I thought Djokovic was. Not Djokovic in that match. I thought the urgency was a little bit different. You cannot deny that that was his poorest quality match of the tournament. His quality got worse and worse and worse as the match got on, or as the tournament went on. Uh, well, I mean, I thought his level against Dominic Team was quite good. I thought just Team was that much better. Yeah, no, no, but I, 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 I say that in the sense that. In moments where the momentum could have changed and the moments where Djokovic thrives off of in that he clamps down and he finds a way to manufacture errors or it's mostly manufacture errors out of the pressure of his defense and what he's capable of doing, team either was able to get out of that or Djokovic one or two errors. And I think that's the biggest thing and for this that, new crop of players. Biggest difference between team winning that match and Djokovic losing that match. That is the that is the fine line, and exactly what I said when it's like. And it's these subtle Mar- changes, these subtle, just little uh, switches in momentums, and who wins that big point? Who's that? Just that much more pressure on the opponent, and I think that's what these younger guys are doing to the big three and that's why they're finding a lot more success since this pause goes out there and he's like yeah i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna hit a big second serve and i'm gonna take this forehand cross court early and just move you right away you know what i do think this boss needs to improve is the back inside man that side oof it's good but it's definitely like he definitely needs like, team has improved that side to the point, like, he always had it weaponized. But now, I feel like it's blended a lot better. 
that it's not a complete slap the entire time. Like, if he needs to grind there, he can grind there. He's got the slice. Since his pass, I feel like it's a little more shaky. Like Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. so much more room for improvement in that aspect than team. You're looking at team, and you're like, all right, he can. What, what, where do you go from here? And he has a rocket of a backhand, a monster forehand, and a guy like Sitsipas is able to finagle his way. Yeah, and granted, he's only 21 years old. Last year, he at 20 years old, he won the next-gen ATP Finals. So he still has a lot more time. He's five years younger than team. So I think the greater upside, and when I went into this match, like one of the final takeaways, I know I, it's kind of been random how we've been going about it, but we obviously need to prove that. <laughs> um, I think one of the main, the, the last takeaway that I'm going to take is Sitz's pass. I think is not going to have that fall off that Sparrow had this year. I know we, we keep on saying fall off, or I do, and I'm and Zverev is finishing what seven in the world. Yes, yeah, seven the in the year. world, three hundred, uh, three thousand three hundred forty-five points. And last year he finished three in the world. Third. No, and that's not a big fall off. Three to seven, that's not bad. You're still top ten, but it felt pretty bad the entire year. I think Sitsis Pass will be able to build off of this result. In the sense that I see his ranking rising. I think Medvedev... I want to see how he starts off next year. I feel like it's so hard to... To continue... Like he got so hot at the end of last year. Like, he got hot in spots, right? And, and watching him play the, this tournament, and as what you pointed out, with Sitsis Boss focusing in on the forehand, because the mm. backhand, where is that going to break down, right, Nicholas? No, it's not going to. It's not going to break down. It's and that's the side that he lost. Technically sound stroke. The forehand, though, is And because a it slides more... through the court and it doesn't give the opponent an ability to attack. Yeah, but the forehand, as as you said, what Sitsis Boss focused on, there you can wreak havoc. The slice can affect that. You can play high-low on him because of all that weird backspin that he takes. And he, he does not... I mean, again, this is this is the minute details between those guys. He does not take the ball on and in pressure situations, I feel like, like the way Sitsis Boss and team take the ball on where they give themselves margin with heavy aggressiveness. When mm-hmm. Medvedev had been taking the ball on, it looks flatter and more th- like less margin for error. Oh yeah, so, no, definitely, and especially like so you saw that in that, that Zverev match where he'd just be missing by like a couple of inches. While you remember over the summer and into the fall, he he, he was, was spot missing. on. It was he hitting the line, and and I feel like because he takes that much, he does not have that heaviness that gives him a little more margin for error let's say he's not feeling it as much or the guy has more pressure on him somehow the guy's been holding serve and kind of 
everything's on Medvedev, there is room, the, the, the margin for error increases, and that's when the errors start to creep in, and that's when the negativity starts, and all those variables come into play. So that is my long way of saying, I think Sitsis Pass, based off of what we've seen this year, and his performance at the end of the year, is the player out of this group of the second rung, Medvedev's kind of pushed himself into that top rung, but I think Sitsis Pass moves up into that top rung, and, and I think he has the best opportunity to be the, f- the first new Grand Slam champion next year. Well, in regards to your point about Medvedev, I think it's important to note that we're kind of like blowing the alarm bells or ringing the alarm bells. Not ringing when, the alarm bells. I know, I know. I just want to just when he was about to beat Nadal. 6-1 in the third set, and who's world number one finishing the year for the fifth listen, time, I believe. Listen, I think listen, as I said, an incredible performance, all, even in this tournament. I think it's great for him. Listen, Medvedev is fine. He's fine. The guy's four in the world. He's going to be fine. It's not like a disaster has struck, right? That, I don't want to paint that picture like, oh, Medvedev's game is in tatters. It's not. But I think when you look at everyone's games and how they will translate on each surface, team has done a phenomenal job this year of improving on the hard courts. But I think when you look at all these guys and the guys who have most room for improvement going into next year and playing on all surfaces, I think Sitsis Pass, especially when it comes to outdoors will venture better than the likes of Team, than Medvedev. I think he is I disagree. I think uh, Team. You can't tell me when Team is playing outside and it becomes windy conditions. I know this guy is phenomenal. I know. Indian Wells? That was very windy. Remember that? You know, when conditions, like when you're outside, yeah. conditions are different. Like inside, What about the semifinals against relying. Djokovic? That was 40 mile an hour wins. Nicholas, Nicholas. Yes, Nicholas. Team, I, I miss him. Team inside is a massive, massive threat if he's dialed in, right? Because there's almost so much pace you can withstand when the ball's being blasted at you 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Now you're outside, that ball's coming at 95 miles an hour, right? But it's coming at you 10 more times. It's coming it's not at you. It's coming about you 10 more times. It's not. Yeah, he's got even more time. He's got... It's just... He's got... Yes, Nicholas, he has more time. But you have more time yourself to counteract that. So if you are able to move the ball off the court and get him stretched, if he's going to blast at 95 miles an hour again, I'd like to take my chances on that over and over and over again. And as what you saw on this 5-4 point in Sitsis Pass, what happened? Sitsis Pass was able to stretch him. And then the one ball that was attackable... The, the, not the one ball. The final ball that was attackable was moved off the court because team had been pounding from one of the sides of the court. And Sissus Pass was able to get that ball off, move him off his position. Team, seeing that the ball's shorter, 
wants to take it on. He does take it on, except he's moved off his course and is putting the same amount on it. He misses by a fraction, by a fraction. But when that happens, the margins when you're moved off your spot become higher for you to take the ball on. I don't care if you're Novak, you're Fed, they do. Yep, just and that's why I think team the has the... I, I still believe that team has the advantage in best out of five sets. That's my take. <laughs> that's my take. All right. That's, that's my two cents. I think we'll leave it there. Um, we will get you guys back in a week, I'd say, or a week and a half, so I can have time, so we can have time, and I, I'll be at home to do the podcast together, we'll be at home together yeah. to do the podcast, so it doesn't sound like I'm coming out of a cave, and by then, we're going to have compiled a bunch of stuff about the year, and be, I think, not better informed, but more, have all the stats lined out, and and, and also our predictions from earlier in the year, all the way back in January. Exactly, because exactly. I'll tell you, I don't want to see those. <laughs> I mean, I might want to, like, who knows? Who knows? I think I might have had some good ones. Um, and a couple bad ones, but yeah, we'll I'd give like you a recap those. of we'll the year. We'll show you those, and then we'll get into what we see going into the off season, who we think will come out of it well, and then obviously we're going to have a little bit of time off because there's not much to talk about. Um, we'll make stuff to talk about it, don't worry. Very tough, you know, very tough, but it's exciting stuff because next year is going to be even better. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys in about a week and a half.